Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Harriet Kimmick. Sorry about that. And this is Down to Earth. It's the Sunday morning edition of Down to Earth. And it's the show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about Jesus taking the wheel. We're going to ask Jesus to take the wheel. I feel like it has come to that point in time when everything that has gone wrong could have gone wrong, and it's just utter chaos. There's nobody in charge. There's nobody leading. People seem to want to point fingers when you really just want to say, dude, could you just take the wheel? Could you just run the country for a little bit so we can at least stay on track? Uh, I think what set this off for me, a couple of things happened this week. Well, how are you doing? Can I just ask you, how are you all doing? I hope you're all well. I trust that this broadcast at the end of it all is going to reassure you. But more importantly, it's going to remind all of us what is at stake. This is not a political broadcast. I'm not endorsing anybody, but I am endorsing Jesus to take the wheel. Is that okay? That's all I'm doing, right? I am asking Jesus to take the wheel because somebody got to take the wheel. It might as well be Jesus. At least we're safe. This week, everything that could go wrong went wrong. We learned a lot of stuff about the post office, how integral the post office is to uh, to Americans, to all of us. They deliver mail in places where FedEx and UPS will never be able to. I've never understood the political agenda that is driving the closure of the post office. I've always felt that that is why rich people should not leave because they're completely out of touch. Rich people have never had mail delivered to them. They've never had to wait at the mailbox for a check to come in the mail. They've never had to wait at the mailbox for delivery of anything or any packages. So they frankly have no idea what purposes the post office serves. So they listen to their donors who are people who own FedEx and UPS and who really just want the government of the United States to pay them so they can deliver stuff. That's all. They will be delivering live checks as the U.S. Postal Service has been doing since 1918. They will, uh, from what I learned this week, the U.S. Postal Service is actually more integrally integrated into rural agricultural producers. I never knew that. Did you? No, none of us took that. We just see the mailman comes, drop the mail off regularly at a specific time of day. There was a time when you could put your finger on the money when the mail would arrive. It was either by 11 a.m., but all mail was delivered by 3 p.m. It was an anomaly to see the mail service out at 4 p.m. They delivered mail in the mornings, and your mail got delivered before 3 o'clock, like clockwork for decades. They want to dismantle that. What we learned this week, that a lot of people depend on the postal service for their meds, their diabetic medication, because they live so far rural, it's not always easy, shall we say, for you to drive into town to go and get your mail. So it's easier if it gets delivered by the postal service. We learned that this week. But what surprised me more than anything else was that the postal service is an integral part of the network that transports foods and goods and services across the country. That was very disturbing to me. And it seems to me that it is very illogical and very irresponsible of any political leader to dismantle the U.S. Postal Service. 
all for your own gain so somebody can donate $300,000 to your political campaign so you can stay in power. Meanwhile, the rest of us go to pot. So this week I heard some survivor stories. I heard stories of people who actually live in Metro Detroit from them, and they have to wait for the postal service to deliver their meds. One guy showed us his ankles that were swollen because he's waiting on the post office to deliver his meds. He learned that though it was shipped on the 1st of August, he won't get it likely until September 9th. He can't wait that long for his diabetic medication. So he had to call his doctor and then drive. He said it's very inconvenient for him because he's diabetic and he has other health conditions. So it is easier for the postal, for the postal service to come and deliver his mail. That was just one story. Well, there are other people who were waiting on their social security checks like clockwork would come, would arrive on the 3rd. They never arrived until the 17th. People need to go to, to the bank. They need to pay their bills. They have water bills, light bills to pay. They also have, <laughs> they also have medicines to pick up. Come on now. Not to mention those who have to need life-changing medication like heart medication and so on. What kind of irresponsibility is that? And people are out here on Facebook acting the fool, saying everybody should shut up. Why? Because the truth is glaring you in the face? Come on, man. You've got to put country before party at some point. This is why I say Jesus needs to take the wheel, because everything has just run amok. Then yesterday, I learned this that I never knew, that a lot of the, the reasons why our uh, uh, packages and so on are delayed and taking forever, the same truckers who would deliver packages for like Home Depot or other large retailers, those trucks are now being diverted to transport food and medicines across the country. All this is going on and we didn't know that. All because somebody fell asleep at the wheel, left the darned wheel, vacated the spot, abdicated their position, looking for donors to donate. And then what happened? The rest of us started suffering. So the, tr- the truckers are spending their time, are doing more delivery of food and medicines across the country because, let's face it, we're in the midst of a pandemic that should never have happened. I am frankly embarrassed that this is happening to us in America because we shouldn't be. Because we're better than this. We have the resources. That's the problem. We have the resources. But somebody fell asleep at the wheel, abdicated his post, but wants to come back and convince you that you should give him his job back. And you know what? There are enough people out there who probably will still do it in the face that everything has gone wrong. So this is why I'm asking Jesus to take the wheel. We look through scriptures and we find that every time political leaders fail the people, the people turn their faces up to God and cry out to God. Well, that's what I'm doing today. Political leaders have failed us. We're in the midst of a pandemic that shouldn't happen. We're rolling and going to roil through a fall season with flu viruses going crazy and a pandemic out of control. We can't send our kids back to school. Children belong in schools. I hate to see people on my Facebook page talk about children belonging in school. You are the government and the administration that shuts the country down, shuts yourselves up. You made the country fall apart. You are the reason why we have to contemplate whether we are going to send our kids to school or not. It is fall season. A couple of things happen in fall season. Kids go back to school. But there's also that little time we get to breathe a little bit. It's called football season. 
Do you realize that next week would have started the practice sessions for college games? I'm not going to get a chance to enjoy that this year, me and millions of Americans. We're not going to get a chance to enjoy the NFL on a Sunday, college ball on Saturday, and Monday night football. Hello. Thank you very much. So is it going to feel normal? Is it going to feel like fall without football? Is it going to feel like fall without the high school football games that take place in communities across America? Is it going to feel like fall when kids are not going back to school with their backpacks? Is it going to feel like fall when we are not hearing school buses? Is it going to feel like fall when we're not picking up our kids, when we're not sitting around the dining table talking about what happened at school today? It, it is so unusual. And you still want the job. You still want, you still think people should be confident in your leadership to give you the job. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. This is not a referendum. This is craziness. We're asleep at the switch. It makes me wonder how much more asleep are you? How many times the military will never tell us that Russia tried to sneak something going on and China tried to sneak in a submarine or two? The military is never going to tell us. But you're asleep at the switch, Mr. President. What's up? What on earth is going on inside your head? Is there anything going on in your head? Well, can you just ask Jesus to take the wheel then? Just hand the wheel over to Jesus, because clearly you don't have control of that wheel. We're in a time when people, we need to understand that more than ever, we need to pay attention to what is going on. We're going to, we're, we're so accustomed to just, everything is okay. We don't, we never have to worry about our national security. We never have to worry about the distribution of goods and services and food and so on throughout the country. Those are things we, we take for granted. We know that they're being administered by someone. We never have to think about it. But for the first time in our lives, we're beginning to realize that, wait a minute, what if? Most of us have collective insomnia, can't sleep at night. Because we're thinking, because we can't help but think. If you want to dismantle the Postal Service, and if you are looking at destabilizing the election, then what other lens will you go to to achieve that goal? Because power is so important to you. It makes me wonder, is the president really just concerned about power or is he worried about his image? Like maybe he feels like he won't be part of the bad boys club worldwide, like he won't be rolling with the big boys. Is that what he's more worried about than he's worried about people? It, it, it is Jesus just needs to take, at this point, Jesus just needs to take the wheel. Everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. It, it is on our collective national psyche. It is the craziest thing. And I think in a lot of ways, a lot of people are, are we're so in shock. We don't want to do one thing to set a dangerous precedent because there are other legal ramifications and recourses that could happen through the Constitution. But do we want to open those doors? No, we don't really want to open those doors. We don't want to go there because we don't want to set a precedent, a precedent that later on another leader becomes elected and the people around him don't like him, so everybody just calls for the 25th Amendment. You see what I mean? So we don't want to go there. This is why we have to have Jesus take the wheel. The rest of the world is looking to us. We are the stabilizing force in the world. We kind of make it stable. So the bad guys are over here carrying on, and some of them are not so good over here, but we stay the same. So we are the world's stabilizing force. If we are unstable, it gives every bad guy in the world, literally gives him, mention for him to get up and do something crazy. Jesus, take the wheel. 
How many times in scriptures have we seen where the people have cried out to God when they're under a leader? When these people feel there is no recourse, when the people feel that they can't get what they want, and how many times have we seen God come to their rescue? This is why we're appealing to Jesus this morning to take the wheel. Right now, there is an asteroid headed somewhere near here. Have you all seen that? Yeah. There is an asteroid headed here. They think it will hit in November. I'm like, can it hit after the election? (laughs) Like, 2020 has just gone crazy, wouldn't you admit? I mean, like, is 2020 the twilight zone we've been preparing for for years but never actually thought it would happen? 2020 reminds me of watching the movie Jurassic Park. You never know when these animals are just going to come out, just when you think you're safe. They just come out of the, just come out of the jungle or wherever. I kid you not, 2020 has been the scariest year on record. Everything that could go wrong, finally we're going to find out some asteroid is headed near here. You hope it, it, it just changes course a little bit and just kind of just turn its way away and not come down here for the love of God. Jesus, please take the wheel. We have evidence that whenever we ask Jesus to take the wheel, Jesus will take the wheel and he will keep us. He will direct our path. We have the scriptures to remind us. But what's happening lately is that there's so much going on that we, we hardly have time to read the scripture because as soon as you read the scripture, there's something tickering on CNN right across the screen for you to say, oh, God, help us. We literally are begging Jesus right now to take the wheel. I don't know about you, but if I never said a prayer in 2018, 2019, or 2017, I'm telling you, 2020 has been the year when Jesus probably has in his roll call up there, Harriet has prayed every night. I've been on my knees, people. I've been, 2020 has driven me to my needs, has driven me to, you, you don't have to tell me to come do down to earth. I'm like Johnny on the spot because I am like, oh, Lord Jesus, if you hear my prayer and take the wheel, I'm begging you, give us the victory every way that you can. And what is interesting is that the, the, the people who claim to be religious are falsely prophesying and falsely promoting a leader who does not even believe in the Bible. He has no professed religious faith. He does not belong to a church. But why are you saying this man represents God and this man is the best Christian leader when there is nothing Christian about him? Just a few days ago, Franklin Graham had the nerve to refer to the Democratic Convention that he didn't see God anywhere, that they took God out of the... So I tweeted him back and said, you took God out of the picture when you promoted a leader who said he grabs women by the pee. I'm like, you are promoting violence against women and sexual violence against women. So don't come and talk about the Democrats didn't have God on their agenda. At least they practice separation of church and state. Okay, you want to have church, stay over there, have your church, but don't bring it into politics over here. Meanwhile, you have Christian white male evangelicals who are co-mingling the scriptures to suit their own needs. When it suits them, they want to dictate how women should have sex or we shouldn't have sex, how we should have children or shouldn't have children, even when women are raped by male family members. Imagine that. You're still supposed to carry a child when you were raped because you said so. Go sit yourselves down, will you? You are not the ones in control. Jesus has the wheel. And I'm invoking Jesus to take the wheel. 
And you got to understand that my my version of Christianity is not going to be accepted by white male evangelicals. So they're going to propagate a version of Christianity that lines up with their fundamental ideas, which is power, absolute power, and corrupted absolute power at all times. That's their version of Christianity. They're always going to propagate that. They're never going to accept a version of Christianity that is inclusive. It's always going to be exclusive only to whites and then white males in particular. Maybe the women can come in and bring a glass of water. And yeah, when she's done, please bend over so I can have access to your body and enjoy the pleasures of your body. And when you're done, just walk on out. Don't have an abortion, though, because that was not what you should do. You should still continue to have babies. Where are they? Where are the white male evangelicals to stand up in the midst of Black Lives Matter and call for a viol- an end to violence against people? Just like the church was silent during civil rights, the church is silent again right now during a time of turmoil. We're in economic turmoil. We're in economic displacement. Where is the church? Why is the church silent? Why are white male evangelicals out of it, completely out of it? But you have the nerve to come and say the Democrats did not have God at their convention. Where is the God you profess to worship during Black Lives Matter when they were putting a knee on George Floyd? Where were you at that point? Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus really needs to come and take the wheel and show us again who is God and who is not God. Because clearly, the kind of fundamentalist messaging that has been eschewing from pulpits by white male evangelicals does not line up with the God we read of in the Bible. That God seems to be a nice guy, doesn't he? He does seem to be an okay kind of guy. I mean, he's merciful. He answers prayers. The ones they're preaching from the pulpit is all fire and brimstone. I'm going to burn you up if you have sex. But they're the ones having the most sex we learned later. They have sex so much, they even have sex with children. They have sex with people under their own care. But they're telling the rest of us how often we should have sex and when we shouldn't have sex. They're having sex with people left to them. One bishop here in Southfield, he actually had sex with a girl who was staying in his house. She was 15 at the time. Then she got pregnant again. Come on, now they covered it up. Who are you talking to when you are talking about God? What kind of God? What? So when God is only good and God is only real to you when you're standing before the pulpit collecting the money, and then as soon as that is over, you go right there and have sex with somebody in your couch, right in the church, right in the building that you profess to be a worship house. It's, it's just simply unbelievable. Jesus really needs to come. We need an intervention anytime soon. First, we need an intervention with this foolishness that is going on, this decapitation of leadership going on in America. We need that fixed. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. We need this pandemic fix. Quick, fast, and in a hurry. And we need that asteroid lurking around out there not to come anywhere near here. If it comes anywhere near our solar system or our lunar system where the moon revolves around the Earth, we're in trouble. It's going to create an imbalance. We don't ever want to wake up one morning and CNN is broadcasting that the seas have taken over some parts of the land and that you can see from satellite. How are we going to all get out of here and get on a spacecraft? I kid you not, Jesus, take the wheel. Will you, bro? Come and take the wheel. You have Generation Z, the teenagers. They can't go to college, freshmen. At Michigan State University, there are 48,000 undergraduates. My daughter is one of them. She'll be an incoming freshman. Just my whole basement is filled 
with stuff for get, getting ready to go back to school. I, I, I'm laughing, but don't tell her that I'm laughing. She was anticipating. Yesterday was supposed to be her trial run where we moved in the heavy stuff. You know, the heavy hitting stuff, you know what that is, all the jeans, all the refrigerators and the big heavy stuff. We were supposed to do that yesterday. But it didn't happen because we got an email from the school saying, stay home. She hasn't been a happy camper since. Nah, not happy. I'm kind of okay with it because that means I get to keep my leggings and my boots and stuff, you know, because those were are going to be on, on, on 96 West headed to East Lansing any day now. I kid you not. She had a plan. Because <laughs> she's both as She dropped it. <laughs> so I would just come home and stuff would be gone. So she had a plan. But just think about it. How this has interrupted a way of life that we've become accustomed to. This fall, children won't be going into schools. I believe that children belong in schools. In-person instruction is the best way to impart knowledge. I agree with that not just in schools, but on college campuses, but not when there's a pandemic rolling. My child is not going to be an experiment. Some colleges have taken the unprecedented step of sending, telling kids to stay home. Some colleges are not. You know why? Because they want the kids to come so they can't give them a, a housing refund because they need the money. So you're going to use my kid as an experiment? Hell to the no. No, no. Jesus is taking that wheel straight out of your hand. So let me give you a list of things that I think Jesus needs to look at that are kind of on my mind that I am praying that Jesus will hopefully take the wheel on. I want something done about this absence of leadership right now. I I was stunned yesterday when I learned that supply trucks, that typically deliver goods and services for large retailers, whether they're uh, Lowe's or Home Depot or, or the other retailers like Walmart and so on, they're being diverted to transport food and medicine across the country. I am very distressed that Lysol is not making Lysol disinfectant spray. I need Lysol disinfectant spray in the fall. I use it in the fall a lot throughout the whole winter season because it's flu time. When my children were small, I came home from school, don't tell them that mommy did this, but I used to spray their backpacks and their coats with Lysol. They didn't know that. They, I think my oldest daughter caught me one day and that's, she thought mommy was all the way. But you, nobody needs to know that, right? But what they don't know is that as they got older, I still did it. I never stopped. So when they left for school, even when my oldest daughter was in law school for her last year, I used to go in their rooms and spray their rooms after they left. So I need Lysol. I would spray, <laughs> I spray the doorknobs and stuff with Lysol. Yes, I do. But there's no disinfectant spray. It's not effective. What's up there is not killing any germs. There's no wet wipes that are disinfectant wipes. Come on now. We don't have that because the supply chain that delivers that is interrupted. We won't have that till 2021. God help us all. So here we go again, buying up all the toilet paper. And buying up all the paper products, all the, you know, the, the, the tissue and so on, because we're headed into a fall season and supplies might be delayed. It's not that it won't come. It will just be delayed. I have a freezer that is stacked full with food. We just use what's in the refrigerator, the freezer part of the refrigerator. But what's in the freezer, it stays stacked. I've never done that in my whole life before. 
I have pantry that is packed with, I must have bought enough stuff for the apocalypse. I swear I could feed my whole neighborhood if necessary. Jesus, take the wheel. These are unprecedented times. I don't have the charisma to invite you, apparently I lack charisma, to invite you to make a contribution. I wish I could have the charisma like some of these snake oil salesmen who come before you and profess that if you give two times or three times, God is going to miraculously just turn everything around. It's not going to happen like that. We are going to go through a time when we are going to question even our very existence. I was on a Zoom call earlier this week, just a few days ago, and it's a homeless coalition. And they're, in their words, they're expecting a tsunami of homelessness. They're reminding people who run and operate shelters to minimize the note-taking and to just take people and place them as quickly as possible to minimize people and families from being on the streets. They're referring to it as a tsunami of homelessness. I want Jesus to take the wheel on that, so that's one thing. The second thing is joblessness. I don't understand, for the love of God in Christ Jesus, please help me to understand, the stock market is roaring but people are, have no jobs. I don't get that. I don't understand that. That's a severe disconnect. How is the stock market doing so good? And is a re- supposedly a reflection of the economy, but people are out of work. There are over 30 million people out of work. That is unheard of. So how is the stock market doing good? Who is running those numbers and fixing those numbers? So it tells us the stock market is for rich people. Because poor people don't have money to buy stocks. The poor people can't buy food, can't pay their rent, hence they're getting evicted, haven't paid their mortgage in months, so they're getting evicted. But the stock market is doing good. Jesus, take that wheel, will you? Kids can't go to school. How, what's going to happen to mothers and single mothers and single parents for whom they have to stay home with their children? So how, where are they going to stay home if they can Because they're the heads of households. They're working, and they have to go to work to pay the rent or the mortgage. If they can't go to work to pay the rent or the mortgage, where are they going to live? Where are the children going to live? Talk about a tsunami. There's a tsunami of child sex trafficking about to happen. Because all these folks who will be on the streets and who have nowhere to go during the worst time of the year when it's going to be cold, where are they going to sleep? How are you going to keep your children? Jesus, take that wheel. We have a whole scenario of joblessness. People are without jobs. The government would not, the Republicans in Congress would not agree to extending the $600 per week so people could pay their bills and live. Jesus, take that wheel. That is the wickedest thing ever. And you all are going to go out and still vote for these people. You're still going to vote for the people who threaten your livelihoods, threaten your very existence. You're still going to vote for them. How? Where are you? Where in your mind? A major church here in in Southfield, Michigan, is about to have a convention. I looked at the speakers, and I'm like, hold up. This is 21st century America. There is only one black speaker. Why are they all white and you're a majority black church? Jesus, take that wheel. 
that is stupid and ridiculous. You're still passing off a version of Christianity that does not line up with people's reality. So you are wealthy, so you have many layers between you and the people. So you don't feel the abjectness. You're not going to feel the homelessness. Your life's not going to shut off. Your water not going to be shut off. Your people will not be wandering the streets and have no food. You're completely out of touch. Jesus, take the wheel from them, will you? We have a postal service that agricultural producers throughout in rural America are relying on to deliver their produce so that they can continue to feed their families. That's what it comes down to, beer bones. It comes down to beer bones. Is there food on your table? Just this morning, my daughter asked me, are you going to make breakfast or should we go and buy breakfast? I am so, when she said that, I didn't answer her because I'm thinking at the back of my mind, how many people this morning have that choice? We're not rich, but God has blessed us. So we are walking in his blessing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus, take the wheel for my brothers and sisters who are without this morning. My brothers and sisters who will be without, who will face eviction. In the next two weeks, by the end of the month, these people are going to be put out on the streets. Lord God Almighty, Jesus, take the wheel. Please, I'm begging you. Domestic violence against women is on the rise because people are frustrated. They've been confined. They're staying in together. It's going crazy. Jesus, take the wheel. Mental health issues are on the rise. Listen to me, people. Are you hearing me? You don't hear this from the preachers whom you love, the ones who are so charismatic that they're like a snake or a salesman, and you all believe them. They're not talking about this how mental health is a problem. Right here in my home state of Michigan, we have a problem. There are over 600,000 people in the population who are undiagnosed with mental health. Those who have come forward represent less than a third of that. Jesus, take the wheel. You have the pandemic. It's a perfect storm. You have the pandemic. And then you have isolation, alienation, no support, Loss of job, no income, and facing homelessness, it's a perfect storm. Jesus, take the wheel. You have women who for years have been the bulwark of their families and the backbone of family structures. Women who have had to work and figure out and navigate going to work and dropping kids off and doing homework and coming home and working overnight and leaving the child somewhere so they can be safe. And now those jobs have disappeared. Most of the jobs performed as service workers and essential workers are performed by women. Jesus, take the wheel. Racism is on the rise, seemingly encouraged by a president who hates people. He wants the nation divided so he can retain power. I don't know if he's racist or not, really at the core of him. I just know that he likes us divided, so he pits one group of people against the other so that he can enjoy power. This is a wicked act. So regular, normal people who normally would be kind to their neighbors are looking at people like, I hate you. Racism on the, in the workplace is on the rise, giving people PTSD. Violence is unprecedented in the streets. Jesus, take the wheel. I am worried about women who are pregnant. 
because I feel like all this violence and uncertainty is not going to portend well for these babies who are being born. They're being born into uncertainty. The parents are worried. They don't know if they'll have a job. They don't know what's going to happen. Jesus, take the wheel. It is truly, truly unprecedented. We have this whole storm. And then, of course, we have issues in the environment that people refuse to deal with. Just because you can't see doesn't mean it's not real. You believe in a God you can't see, and you believe that God is real, but you don't believe the environment by the same token is real. I never understood that line of reasoning. We're facing where the waters in the colder parts of the earth are warming up. What does that tell you? That we'll have more water than anything else, so it's going to run down somewhere. There's drought in parts of the earth that typically are dry. So those parts of the earth, the sun is getting hotter. Do you know a few weeks ago in Michigan it was cool in August? Well, the last couple of days it started getting hot again. Today's going to be 90 degrees. It was so hot from we woke up this morning. So when we say that there is a problem with the, with the environment, there is. In living memory, a lot of people can't recall when these kinds of weather phenomena have happened. And yet people refuse, people in leadership refuse. You're 85 years old. It never happened in your lifetime. It's happening now in your living memory. Times change. The seasons change. And if you look at the science behind climate change, it's really very simple. What they say is that we are so industrialized. So all the emissions from cars all over the earth, because, you know, we have more cars today than we did 50 years ago. And all the emissions from all our air conditioners and our heater system, all of that hovers over the earth and creates like a warm thing, and it messes up with how the earth is supposed to perform. So naturally, that's going to impact the atmosphere, isn't it? Well, that's all that happens. That's what it is. They just put a nice name to it and call it climate change. (laughs) But it is what it is. The science is really simple. I learned that by doing research into it. So can you. You have more resources. You have people who research that for you. Jesus, take the wheel. We're pitted each other. We're pitted against each other. So we defund the police, defend the police. Which one is it? As far as I'm concerned, we need the police to maintain law and order. There are criminals amongst us. We do need the police to make sure that our parents and grandparents can walk across the street on the third of the month and go to the bank and cash their checks. We need the police to make sure that elderly senior citizens can stay in their own homes, having worked and paid their mortgages off. They can live in peace and plant their little crops and water their lawn. We need the police to make sure women and children are safe and that children can walk in their own neighborhoods to school. We need to make sure that shots are not, the gunshots are not going off and being fired. Yes, I think the ATF and the DEA need to move into some of these communities across the country. They will keep the violence down because some of these people firing shots, they do need to spend time in jail, significant periods of time. They don't need to go away for a year in county or two years in county. They need to go away where they get a chance to sit down and really evaluate what is the meaning of life. You've been given this life. You're not, two, you're not six feet six under the ground. You're above the ground, and you've been given this life. What 
have you done with it? What are you doing with it? Is the purpose of your life to make others miserable? That is a question that people need to ask. I watched a postal service uh, guy who has never worked with a post office, which is an anomaly. Why would you promote someone over a unique niche industry like that who has never worked with a post office? Seriously, that didn't make any sense. I watched him being grilled, and he couldn't answer the question. No, because he's only been in the job a couple months, so he has no familiarity with the way the systems work. I watched him being grilled, and I'm like, that's a deficiency of leadership right there. Jesus, take the wheel. Have no idea what the post office means to rural agricultural producers. No idea what it means to farmers in the hinterland. No idea what it means to diabetics and people who are waiting on their medication. None. But you want to go out and be a big guy. And you want to run something and destroy it and decapitate it just because it suits your own purposes. These are really, really, really unprecedented times. And we must pay attention to what it is. We're not. We're still kind of caught up. Just look at it this way. All over the country, uh, industries are closed. Workplaces are closed. Now they're saying that they want people to come back into workplaces after Labor Day. So not because it's healthier, but because, as usual, it's about the money. People who make their money from real estate are hurting. They're claiming that when people don't come back to work, then the businesses on mainstream do not flow. You want people to come back to work in the fall season where people are going to gather in the flu season? Jesus. The pandemic is on Jesus. All over the world, as if we are all watching what is going on in America. All over the world, we're watching what is going on. One of the most interesting things I read this week is that countries where women were leaders pandemic better and had better outcomes. You know, they talk about us women that we are too emotional to be leaders. But during the pandemic, our emotions made us more empathetic. Our emotions made us more humane. So we were better at identifying risks and shutting the countries down to preserve people as opposed to money. You can always make money afterwards. But not with these guys who are running around, their whole idea of themselves and their own sense of self and identity is caught up in power and money. For power and money, they'll kill people off. They will decimate whole villages. They will decimate whole regions of people, cut people off at the knees just so they can maintain money and power. I'm saying to all of us, Raise your hands up and ask Jesus to take the wheel. We're just going to trust God that if we raise our hands up and look up and call on his name, Jesus, take the wheel, he will just take the wheel. I can't promise you what the outcome is going to be. All I can tell you is that time after time after time, when I've asked God to invoke him and come in and take the wheel, he has taken the wheel. I am not listening to slick snake oil preacher preacher men on TV. Their time is up and they're trying to recapture a day and time manipulating your emotions to get back their own sense of money and power. Jesus take the wheel from them. They are not preaching any kind of message that is coming 
from God. They're saying things to promote political agendas and promote leaders whom they support and believe in who are giving them money and bankrolling them. They're not interested in the sufferings of the people. They wouldn't know what your suffering is. They're walking around in mansions that are 40,000 square feet and 11,000 square feet. Every bill they're paid is paid into perpetuity. Some of them pay their light bills for an entire year. They don't know what your suffering is. So they don't care. What they care about is you making sure that their bank accounts go chiching. How many of them are going to put their places of worship up to house people who are going to be homeless? How many of them? I'm waiting and I'm counting. How many of them are going to do that? They might donate $1,200 to feel good about themselves. But are they going to significantly impact the lives of their people? Jesus, take the wheel. We're walking literally through the fire. The fire is burning across America. It's not just physically burning in California. The fire is burning in our hearts. The fire is burning in our minds. We have a lot going on. There is a lot. A whole lot is going on. We have an election that looks like it may take place. It may not. Looks like if the guy loses, he's not going to accept the veracity of it. So he's destabilizing it as much as he can because he recognizes he's not going to win. There's no way not when millions of people are homeless walking the streets, not when millions of people are without jobs. This whole pandemic forced us into something like the Great Depression unnecessarily because we have the resources. The government has the money to pay every American $1,000 a month for the next two years and won't go broke. And yet still they won't because they want industry to continue because those are their donor bases. They want people to continue to go into their big box retailers. So big box retailers pay the government to perpetrate a message that does not line up with what public health requires. Right now, the pandemic is stabilizing. You know what it is doing? It's just sitting latent, waiting for the next set of victims. It's going to come back. The virus hasn't gone away. It's in the country. It's just going to go and circulate again and find new victims. Jesus, please take the wheel. So today, for the rest of the week, for the rest of time, until this stabilizes, until the pandemic goes away, until jobs return, until stable political leadership returns so we won't get nightmares worrying about whether Russia is about to march up in American streets, Jesus Take the wheel. We're going to look up. We're going to have to trust God blindly. By faith, they say. The Bible says by faith. By faith, these preachers preach. Their talk. When they're, by the way, when they're talking about faith, they're really talking about by your money. Let me just put it out there to you like that. We're going to have to trust God and look up and say, God, we don't have anywhere else to go. We don't have the money to, like Elon Musk to go take another, uh, get on a satellite and just dump out of here and go live on Mars or something till this is done. So we're going to ask you, God, Jesus, the Son of God, we're going to ask you right now to take the wheel. Take the wheel over all this mess that we find ourselves in, that we didn't put ourselves in. We, we, we are out of control. 
and we don't know what else to do. So we're going to look up to you and hope that you hear us and hope that as we look up to the heavens, you will answer from your holy heaven. We hope that we look up to you, Jesus, and you answer just like you did to the people long ago because that's the season that we find ourselves in. Help us, oh God, and take the wheel. In Jesus' name, amen. Happy Sunday. Without college ball, without the NFL, happy Sunday. Bless you. God bless you. In the name of Jesus, God bless you. Be blessed, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.